Welcome to Don't Waste the Chaos, the podcast where transparent conversations collide with business brilliance. I'm your host, Carrie Roberts, formerly a 20-year HR and operations pro, now turned entrepreneur. I'm so thrilled to have you on board because guess what? In the heart of chaos, there's not just challenge, there's opportunity. Get ready for a roller coaster of insights, laughter, and a dash of entrepreneurial magic. Let's dive in and make chaos our playground. If you're a small business, you likely have a combo of manual processes partnered with some disjointed technology here and there. Wouldn't it be nice to have all of your people stuff in one place? In my HR consulting business, the topic of HR and payroll technology comes up nearly every day. We're talking about applicant tracking for recruitment, electronic onboarding so you can forget all of the paper tax and benefits enrollment forms, electronic performance reviews, time tracking, payroll submission, streamlined processes, and so much more. If you're looking for a partner, Tessian is a great option. And right now, they're offering Don't Waste the Chaos listeners a great deal. On top of their top-notch customer service, you can get your implementation fees 100% waived for a new customer. Shoot me a message if you'd like us to make a connection for you with our partners at Tessian. Go to don'twastethechaos.com forward slash Tessian for more info. Tessian is spelled T-E-S-S-E-O-N. Hey, hey, Don't Waste the Chaos listeners. I'm your host, Carrie Roberts, and I'm so glad you're joining us today for my first ever interview episode. I'm so pumped to move into the expansion of the pod. I have some amazing guests lined up to join me every single month, and I'll continue to bring you the singular episodes of just me as well. I'm so grateful you're on the ride with us as Don't Waste the Chaos continues to grow. Today, I'm being joined by Cody Cummings with Tessian. Cody was born in Florida, but moved to Missouri at a young age. He attended the University of Missouri-Columbia, where he studied business. He now resides in Winsville, Missouri, with his fiancée, Leah, and their two children, three-year-old Noah and seven-month-old Cora. Cody is a busy guy. He is currently a senior business consultant with Tessian. Additionally, he's a member of the Greater St. Louis Sherm Chapter. He's been involved in the HCM, which means human capital management for you non-HR folks space for around three years and has been successful in helping organizations evaluate their current internal processes and systems. In 2023, he assisted over 70 organizations comprising of 3,500 employees in improving their internal systems and processes utilizing Tessian's services. In Q2 of 2023 alone, he contributed to Tessian's growth by 40% in sales and then knocked that out of the park in Q3 by 60%. In his spare time, he's very involved with his local church. He serves on the production team, handling the lights and cameras. He is also the founder of a celebration of life and recovery group within his church where he supports those struggling with substance abuse, sexual abuse, dietary shaming, PTSD, anger issues, and domestic violence. The first time we met, we really hit it off on both HR and our spiritual lives. So I'm so pumped to have Cody joining us on the pod today. Let's jump in. Cody, welcome to Don't Waste the Chaos. No pressure here, but I don't think I mentioned to you that you're my very first ever guest. How do you feel about that? Well, I appreciate you having me. It's always a a privilege to share my knowledge in any industry and uh, connect with individuals. So 
Awesome. Awesome. Now, I always love hearing how someone found themselves working in the field of HR. So tell me, how did you land here? Did you choose it or did it choose you? It kind of just fell into my lap. I, uh, I've been in sales for a little bit. It wasn't in the human capital management space. And, uh, you know, Tessian, I saw a good opportunity with the organization and a lot of growth and entrepreneurship that the uh, organization had after becoming underneath new ownership. And uh, it's been a journey ever since. That's awesome. Well, I want to make sure we're bringing tons of values to our listeners out here who are entrepreneurs and business owners. So let's jump in. Can you share some common pain points that you see small business owners facing when managing HR and payroll tax and how software solutions like Tessian can address them effectively? Absolutely. Yeah. One of the things to keep in mind to carry is that, you know, no organization is identical in the way that they conduct their business. But a lot of the, the similar pain points that individuals are facing are the time consuming manual tasks. And some of those are including, you know, calculating employee hours, calculating state and federal taxes from a compliance standpoint, also managing employee contributions and deductions, and then issuing checks. You know, people get paid in different manners. So staying on top yeah. of how their employees want to get handled. Um, Another one is answering employee questions and making employee changes. Now let's kind of jump over to the side of things where how do we solve these pain points with these solutions and systems in place? You know, using different timekeeping features to allow employees to clock in and out at their own leisure and automatically transferring over to payroll standards. Another one is automatically calculating workers' compensation. Workers' compensation is its own little animal, so you don't want to get into the, uh, the weeds of that too much, but payroll taxes and updating as taxes and laws change, keeping business compliance, that's the huge thing, um, giving employees a self-service website for their own changes. You want to give your employees their own feel, so they want to be able to go in, tax withholding changes, digital access to pay stubs, W-2s, and year-end forms, requesting time off for accruals, benefit enrollment, and so much more. Yeah, that is a lot. So it is, it's huge to be, and I talk to my clients about this often, it's huge to say, okay, I'm ready to do this, but now what do I do? So what key features should small business owners look for when they're selecting an HR and payroll software so they can improve efficiency and make sure that they're staying compliant with regulations? Absolutely. A couple of the key features are going to be automated payroll processing, your tax compliance and management. Also, the employee self-service portal, the scalability of the system. As a company grows, you want the system to grow with you. You don't want to be bogged down by outdated technology. Also, reporting and analytics. People are so different in what they're reporting on and the analytics that they want to see within an organization. So staying on top of that and having a system that can maintain that is awesome. Another one is the data security and compliance. We don't want breaches, the mobile accessibility, and then the customer service. Now, one of the things that I would like to hone in on, and this is not features of the, the software, but equally as important in my eyes and Tessian's eyes, is the customer service side of things. Being able to have a direct relationship with your vendor for payroll purposes is ideal. You know, no call queues, ticketing systems, having that direct one-on-one -on -one support so you're dealing with that same individual over the extended period of time that you are a part of a vendor. And that's one of the things that Tessian takes huge into consideration is having that one-on-one -on -one support and building the relationship. Yeah, I agree. And I would say just to mirror that, I've worked with a ton of HR payroll softwares over the last 20 years of my career in HR. And there's some that I would recommend for exactly that. And there's some that I would not recommend for that exact yeah. reason too. Customer service is honestly 
most of the systems have similar technology. The customer service really sets the organization apart. So I think that's huge, especially for small businesses. Absolutely. Well, and Carrie, just in today's society, the relationship is lost across the board in everything that we deal with. Everything is call cues. You know, you're going through an operator to even refill a, a standard okay. prescription that's on a monthly refill. You know, anything along those lines, you're not dealing with real-time people, real resolutions, or you may be getting passed around from person to person. So having the same face, the same voice, getting to know your account like the back of your hand is definitely a priority in my eyes. Yeah, I agree. So how can integrating HR and payroll software streamline processes and save time for these small business owners? Yeah, that's a great question. So having a single source HR and payroll solution centralizes all your data and all your processing. So that means you don't have to log into multiple different platforms and pull reports and try and switch information to cluster everything together. When you integrate HR and payroll software, this becomes your single source of truth to run your business. Yeah, I agree. Anytime I see a client that has payroll being conducted in one system, usually what's happening is they've got payroll being conducted in one system. They don't have anything for the HR side of things. And so my recommendation is always pull that into one company and, you know, let's get you more efficient. So, yeah, I totally agree. And it's interesting, too, in the industry, since I've been in it for several years now, I've learned that even some of the the larger corporate companies that you would think about are not even single source solutions. You know, there's bits and pieces of platforms that are all put together to kind of make everything flow together. So having an actual true single source solution eliminates any struggle that you might have. Yeah, I agree. I've seen that, too. So what are some of the best practices for small businesses to ensure accurate payroll processing and compliance with tax regulations using a software solution? Yeah, there's quite a few. So let's jump into some of them. Choosing the right software for features and security, audit regularly for payroll accuracy and tax changes, You want to encourage employees to update their information when there are changes or regular employee data checks as well too. Automate improve when you can. If you don't know, you can automate it, make it better. Ask your support team. That's where that support mechanism comes into a factor. Train your users as well and take advantage of system updates and trainings and lean on support when you have problems. Yeah, that good implementation is important. So from that customer service perspective, and then I totally agree, training employees to utilize the system, doing different things inside of the system to drive traffic to it. So you increase utilization is going to be huge. So I totally agree. Absolutely. Let's talk Binnies. So in your experience, how can HR and payroll software help small business owners better manage employee benefits? And let's also talk about tracking leave balances. Absolutely. So benefits is is a tricky animal. You know, depending on the state that individuals are in, there's going to be different providers and carriers. Um, companies might offer different plans. So having a Ben admin system, which allows businesses to manage all employees' benefits, including health insurance, retirement contributions, and others. So this centralizes and simplifies the enrollment process for new hire, open enrollment, and any life-qualifying events, such as having a child or getting married. Uh, benefit administration, it ensures all data is up to date with the carriers. That's so true. So I I worked um, as a COO at an insurance, a a private insurance agency for a while. And this kind of blew my mind. So some data that I came across was if there is electronic enrollment 
for employee benefits, you see an increased enrollment of 16% across the employee population. And, you know, as an insurance agency, I was like, yeah, we need these folks to buy insurance. And I mean, sure, that's, you know, a benefit to an insurance agency, but how does that translate into an employer? And I think that like if an employee doesn't have an automated way to see what the deduction is going to be in their paycheck, really live see like, okay, this, my vision insurance is going to be only $3 and 24 cents per paycheck. Okay. I, well, I can afford that, you know, um, that, and that helps their family that helps them have better coverage that helps them have better access to healthcare, which is something that we all talk about regularly. And so streamlining that system helps your employees have an easier process as well outside of the efficiencies that we see on the employer perspective, which is important. Your employees have a better time understanding as well. So I I just wanted to point that out. I think that's huge. Absolutely. And one of the things here I'd like to add to is benefits is the one piece of an organization that employees may not be educated on, which in the long run, they're costing their organization money because they're not educated on the right plans that they need to be enrolled in. So mm-hmm. it's it's imperative to have it visualize what, what they're paying on a per pay period on a monthly basis on a year end, comparing the cost to what they're currently enrolled in compared to what they're getting ready to elect for that following enrollment. But also at the end, you want to have it visually available to them to say, hey, this is what you're contributing for this plan, but also this is what your employer is covering. So that way they know what is taking into consideration for them to be fully employed within that organization and to be covered underneath benefits because it's not a cheap analysis. Yeah. And gosh, we could probably talk about this all day, but that's making me think about total <laughs> reward statements and how it helps an employee see what their true compensate total compensation is within an organization. Yeah. And also there's a ton of capabilities inside of these systems to provide education because you're so right. Most employees do not understand their benefits and what's available to them. They're not even taking advantage of like preventative care and things like that because they just don't know. And so providing that piece and then ongoing continuation of the information is so important to help employees know what they're signing up for and how to get the most out of their spend. Exactly. Okay. So what role does automation play in HR and payroll software and how can it benefit small businesses in terms of reducing errors and improving productivity? Yeah. So automation plays a huge role in the HR and payroll software, offering numerous benefits that can significantly enhance the operational efficiency for small businesses, giving them the time back to focus on what's really important, which is one, their organization, they have a business to run, but also those employees that help run their organization. Another thing is by reducing manual administrative tasks and minimizing errors, improving overall productivity. Automation helps those small businesses owners and their teams focus on more strategic activities rather than getting caught up in the routine processes. Yes, streamline it, preach. Okay, so how do HR and payroll software solutions cater to the unique needs of small businesses compared to larger enterprises? So HR and payroll software solutions for small businesses emphasize simplicity, usability, making the tools accessible to those without specialized training. They are cost-effective and scalable, which allows small businesses to afford access, essential features, and adapt services as they grow. They are designed to be adaptable, catering to wide ranges of industries and the unique needs of small businesses, which often require a personalized approach, not necessarily for large companies. 
Yeah. And I would say there's so many times that I speak to my clients um, in my consulting business. And when I tell them how affordable you, you mentioned cost effective, when I tell them how affordable these systems are so many times, they say, Oh, I, I never did it because, you know, when I had five people, it, it didn't feel like it made sense. And then I ended up with 12 employees and I felt like, you know, it still wouldn't be cost effective. And so now I'm at 30 employees and all of my processes are so manual. And now I feel like I, you know, I can't dig out of this. And when I tell them, usually when I come back, you know, from talking to a software partner like you and say, like, here's the quote, they just, you know, like, palm to their forehead because they yeah. can't believe that it's such a, a low spend um, when it comes to their uh, bottom line revenue. So it just, I just say like, if you're thinking, okay, my business is not big enough for this yet. And I don't have enough money for it. You would be shocked at how affordable these systems are and what it's going to do from an efficiency perspective, especially if you're a growing business, you might be small today, but if you've got your eye on that growth, um, it's something to talk about. It's not really ever too soon to talk about it. Are you planning to do a round of performance reviews this year for your team members? The only correct answer is yes. If you'd like help ensuring your rating scale is one that brings clarity to your team members, as well as aligns with your business goals, get our free download, giving you our five point rating scale guaranteed to help you see better results. Go to saltandlightadvisors.com forward slash five point rating scale to download our free guide today. Five point rating scale is all spelled out. Absolutely. And one of the things too, that I've, I've learned since being in this industry for so long is when talking with clients, they're thinking that you're wanting to take positions and jobs away from them, which that is the complete opposite. I'm trying to help centralize these core functionalities. And they're like, we do things in house. Well, they're still using some type of organizational platform that they may not even associate what my topic of conversation is with them might be using a QuickBooks. So they're still using a system. So providing them a better system, a better solution, better support, and even add a fractional of a cost too is ideal. Yeah, absolutely. And on the HR side, sometimes that system, and I'm not trying to mock it, it's just small businesses. I see that their system is pieces of paper spread inside of an office manager's um, workspace, or yeah. it is utilizing Excel on six different worksheets that aren't all speaking yep. to each other. And none of those things are speaking to their payroll. So, um, so yes, those systems are archaic and I get everybody has to start somewhere, but modernizing them is just going to give so much peace of mind. Absolutely. Yeah. One of the memories that I have that sticks with me is I have a client that I worked with and they were still using a typewriter for all of their organizational purposes. So helping that individual put that typewriter back on a shelf in 2023, 2024 and centralize those core functionalities was, was very helpful for them. Oh, bless them. But you know what? They're still getting it done. Like I commend them for still getting the work done, but yes, there is an easier yeah. way. <laughs> I love the look of a typewriter though. I still have a record player. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, let's talk a little bit about something that I feel like is um, not as well known or not very well understood. And I'm talking about PEOs. What is a PEO and how can that option help our small business friends? 
Yeah, well, it's funny that we're actually talking about this topic. I actually just got off the phone with an individual today who they're in a PEL. So a PEL stands for a Professional Employer Organizations. So in my eyes, Carrie, honestly, PEOs are not ideal for small businesses. Now, again, everybody's situation is different. and No organization is identical. But here's the things about PEOs that you need to realize is they're a firm that allows small and medium-sized businesses to outsource their complete HR and payroll tasks. So they're not having full autonomy of their organization. The downsides are using that PEO is loss of control. You become an employee of that PEO. You're not independently operated. High costs are associated with that too. So where you want to be cost effective, you're actually spending more money because you think it's a good solution for you when in the long run it's not. And a one-size-fits-all approach to benefits, policies, they might not align with what that organization has in store for them. Another one is the specific needs of the culture, the complexity in dissolving the relationship, dependence on PEO's financial health, integration challenges as well. So if you're using accounting softwares and so on. Another one is the benefit side of things, and this is the huge part. If you're using a PEO, benefits fully go through a PEO model. Now, whether they independently take those to market or it's a part of the PEO system, you're limited into the plans, the providers, and the options that you have available to you. It's kind of one of those, if they just work with a certain carrier provider, you can't take things to market and get other price options back or plan options that might be best that a accommodate your organization. Yes, I could riff on this for days with you too, but um, <laughs> it's kind of like when I, in my insurance days, it would be, it's kind of like comparing if you work with, let's say um, a state farm or a shelter, and this is no knock, I've got friends in all areas of the industry, but if you work with one of those, those would be called like a captive agent. So if yep. you have your insurance with them, then that means that they are looking for products within their portfolio only. Whereas if you're working with an independent agent, that means that agent can go to market to a number of different insurance carriers trying to find the right fit at the right price for your needs, yep. for your employees or your business insurance, whatever it is. And just like Cody said, that's pretty much the same deal, different topic, same deal with a PEO. So you're going through them, you're utilizing their processes, their offerings, their policies. And, you know, I've seen it work for some businesses, but um, I just wanted to bring that up because a lot of times we've, some of the competitors in the market, um, different HR technology systems, um, they are attached to a PEO or they've got like a PEO arm inside of the business. And I would say, is it safe to say, like, does Tessian operate with organizations that are currently in a PEO? Yeah, so I work on a regular basis with individuals who are in PEOs. So whenever I'm dealing with individuals that are in that, I have to do a more in-depth approach because now their tax withholding IDs are set up under that that PEO model. Their benefits are bundled in. So my first approach is to learn a little bit more about that organization, see about that system and the processes that they're using with that PEO. But then I want to take a deeper dive into their benefits. So I want to get together with my benefits partner. Let's look at what they are, what they have, what they're enrolled in, if they're independently, if we can take things to market. And that is the first, you know, ideal situation is to look at the benefits and then take them off of benefits of doing a BOR. But having an exit strategy is imperative. So when he mentioned BOR, that's broker of record. And so essentially, if you are with a PEO that you're attached to insurance, you can make that change and like mid cycle. So you don't have to wait into a renewal. You can just make that change mid cycle and automatically change the plan. So are you saying when you're talking to a prospective client, 
can you um, partner with them still with Tessian or do you essentially try to help them untangle that relationship to move on to Tessian's platform? That's a great question. I typically try and help them untangle. Now, a lot of the things that you get caught up with is the information that PEOs are actually withholding from that organization that you're working with because they don't want you to come off. So accessing those reports is hard. Getting any of that tax information back is difficult. Those quarterly reports, the 941s. We also have to go through of resetting them back up because their tax withholding ID might be underneath that PEO. So completely resetting them up to be independently operated. Yeah, makes sense. And I want to say just from um, a salt and light advisor's perspective, we do have partners that have PEO options. I've got clients that are involved. I'm not saying they're a horrible thing, but I felt like it was important in this interview to let Cody talk about a different perspective um, because I see that as well. Um, In the past, I had never... Uh, encourage anybody to go to a PEO for a number of reasons. Again, my, my background, I've got some insurance in my background, so it was a, a different perspective um, from an independent agency. I'm not saying they're a horrible thing. If that's a choice that you make, then you know just make sure it's the right thing for your business. But just know there's partners out there like Tessian who can help you kind of dig through that process as well if you're wanting to end that and move on to another platform. So there's always multiple options here. So let's kind of shift gears and let's talk about yeah. um, the importance of data security and privacy and HR and payroll software for small businesses and what measures that should be in place to safeguard sensitive information. Yeah, well, let's kind of break this out into two parts, Carrie. Let's discuss the importance of that data security, and then we'll kind of move on to the measures to safeguard that. So the importance of the data security and privacy and HR and payroll software for small businesses, but all businesses, you know, you're looking at this from an ownership perspective. It, it cannot be overstated. These systems hold a wealth of sensitive information, such as social security information, addresses, uh, beneficiaries, dependents. So including that personal information and detail salary information, bank accounts, um, the potential for damage if this information were to be accessed by unauthorized parties ranging from financial fraud and identity theft to legal consequences and damage to a business reputation is, you know, considered. Yeah, there's so, a ton there. Yeah. So now let's take a look at the other side of it. So what measures does, you know, organizations put in place to, to keep the sensitive information? So you need encryption. So a strict encryption, also access and controls and authentication, regular software updates, making sure that your technology is staying on top of everything that is being updated in the tech world. Now, that's a whole nother topic of conversation you get into the weeds about, but I'm not a tech person. Uh, but data backups, employee training, compliance with regulations, security audits, you know, SOC 1 type 1, SOC 1 type 2 audit reports, um, secure endpoints, so firewalls, antivirus softwares, secure Wi-Fi networks, also data privacy policies and how that data will be used, stored, and shared. Yes. Um, If you don't have a policy for that, folks, you definitely need to have a very long policy along with an integrated contingency plan and a ton of other things. um, And we're happy to help with that. So let's talk about what advice you would give to small business owners who are transitioning from that manual process we were talking about on the HR and payroll side to automated software solutions. Because I know a lot of times my clients are like, I want to do it, but I'm scared to death. You know, am I going to have the help that I need? What all are these going to people ask? What are they going to ask of me? They just feel really overwhelmed while they're running their business. What advice would you give them? 
Yeah. So I'd like to kind of start this off by saying, and I always tell clients, we could be in the exact same situation that you are now, three months down the line, still be facing those issues, or we could take the leap. And then three months down the line, you are in a better position than you ever would have thought. So trust the function of the software and the organization that you're working with. You know, Carrie, oftentimes business owners have been doing work manually for so long that they have a tough time letting it go, thinking it's not getting done and doing double the work than they're already doing. So your provider should be able to understand how your company works and give you suggestions on how to improve your payroll process. Now let's look a little beyond that. Conduct thorough research, evaluate your current and future needs. Where do you want your business to be five years from now? Prioritize data security, you know, jumping back to that previous question that we just hit on. Plan your transition, ensure your proper training, cleanse data before migration. That way we're getting the most accurate information into the new system that you might be migrating to, but communicate with your team, demo the system, seek the support, and then adjust to the changes that you're making. That's so true. And actually, I never got into HR consulting um, to help with software implementations, but it is something I've found myself doing over and over again, whether it's um, partnering with an organization to go out for RFP to get bids from software companies and then ultimately helping them implement. And I would say I have done implementation with a number of different organizations. And when Cody talks about customer service, that is key, whether it's um, me doing it on your behalf or somebody in your organization doing it for you. Having a partner, a consistent partner, not just a, a call line that you're you know, pressing seven and hoping to get somebody, having somebody there for you is clutch because it is, you know, it's a complicated process, but it can be so much easier if you have somebody with you with regularity stepping through it. And I would say, that's been my primary goal right now. I've got a client, for example, that um, they're getting ready to go down this path and I'm helping them vet systems. And then after the systems are vetted, um, I'll bring a proposal back to the group and make my recommendation. But in the background, I've got their um, office manager kind of admin person taking all of her paper files, scanning them in so that way they'll be prepared to upload to that one true data source. And, um, you know, I'm talking to their insurance broker so that way we can get all of that set up. I'm working through their performance reviews so that way that is just something that we can upload and set up. And so there are ways, whether you do that internally or getting an external partner like Salt Night Advisors to get involved to make this an easier process. But at the end of the day, the customer services, that technology system is going to be huge. So I love hearing Absolutely. about that. Yeah. And Carrie, to, to kind of piggyback off of you is, you know, you're not, this isn't just an easy decision that's, that organizations make. You're changing a whole internal system up within a company. So whenever you start to deal with five person peoples all the way up to several thousand person companies, there's a lot that needs to go into this. So having a consultation process and be, being very apparent at the beginning of, hey, look, my whole goal is to learn about your systems, but I want to just inform you of the solutions that are out there, whether that solution is with Tessian, you know, which hopefully, you know, we provide the best solution to make that decision, or that's to stay in the situation you're at or to move to a different provider. That's the whole goal is to guide people in the right manner. Yeah, I agree. So let's look ahead a little bit. What trends do you foresee in HR and payroll software that could further enhance efficiency and effectiveness for small businesses? 
yeah, so there's so much that's changing with technology in today's day and age and honestly just in the human resources field itself. You know, I'm learning so much from being a part of the greater St. Louis chapter with Sherm and how people are adapting. But predictive analytics is a fascinating and high growth area in the HR and payroll, if you ask me. So predictive analytics allows businesses to make more informed decisions about workforce management, talent acquisition, employee retention, and productivity optimization. So in payroll, it can forecast potential payroll errors or discrepancies and suggest adjustments, reducing errors, ensuring compliance. So this increases in demand and availability represents a shift toward more productive management of human resources. Yeah, and so when he's talking about predictive analytics, folks, we're talking about AI. It's here. Everybody knows it's here. And um, I see I'm on a ton of different um, job boards and in HR um, publications that talk about AI and how HR is adopting that or not adopting that. And it's huge. And in these tech systems, I think we're going to see it more and more. Um, and so I say embrace it, utilize it. It doesn't have to be scary. And it's not taking the humans completely out of the process. It's just a process enhancement for sure. Absolutely. So let's, before we wrap, I want to hear on the personal side of things, I'd love to hear a little bit about what trends you're seeing in the recovery group space as well. Yeah, so let's take that Tessian cap off for a minute. We never want to mix personal with business. So from a personal side of things, you know, the, uh, the Celebration of Life and Recovery group that started was a huge thing that was near and dear to my heart going through certain trials and tribulations in my life and having, you know, very close individuals who were going through the same thing. So it's the support mechanism, having a community that's going to be there for you through every single aspect that you're going through, but having the same kind of goal in mind in the relationship with individuals, you know, having that center point of leaning on, on God and just growing together to be the best individual that you can. In my eyes, that's huge. So being able to be there for individuals and when in time in my life, I needed somebody. So hopefully that sharing my story throughout the years is going to save somebody else. Absolutely. And I think um, it's important just to integrate that. And I wanted to bring that up in our conversation because when we're talking about HR, while I love processes and procedures and I am an introvert and I am a numbers gal, I just can't ignore the fact that we're talking about people. We're talking about people and how they work inside of an organization, how they live, um, how they stay healthy, whether it's that's physically or mentally, emotionally, and um, we just can't leave that aspect out of it. And so I appreciate you sharing that. So anything else you'd like to share with our listeners today before we close? No, Carrie, I think a lot of the topics that we discussed today were very important topics that are, you know, constantly evolving and changing and great topics to talk about as you're, you know, looking in the human capital management space and dealing with payroll and HR. So Awesome. Well, thanks so much for spending this time with me. I greatly appreciate my partnership with both you and Tessian and listeners. If you'd like to learn more about what Tessian can do for your business, don't hesitate to shoot me a message. You can go to don'twastethechaos.com forward slash contact, and um, that'll get you connected with me. And then I can get you partnered up with, um, with my partner, Cody at Tessian. Thanks so much for listening. And that wraps up another episode of Don't Waste the Chaos. We hope you enjoyed diving into the world of HR, people ops, and small business with us today. Whether you are a seasoned HR pro, 
a business owner navigating the complexities of managing a team, or just someone curious about the dynamics of the workplace, we appreciate you joining us. If you found value in today's conversation, don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. I would love it if you would share this podcast or this episode with your colleagues, friends, or anyone who could benefit. And two extra credit points if you leave us a review. We love hearing from our listeners, so don't hesitate to reach out. You can connect with us on social media or on our website, don'twastethechaos.com. And we always welcome your thoughts, questions, and suggestions for future topics. If you'd like to be featured, we'd love to hear from you. Before I sign off, a quick reminder to check out our show notes for additional resources, links, and any references mentioned in today's episode. As we navigate the ever-evolving landscape of HR and small business, always remember, in chaos, there's opportunity. Don't waste it. Embrace it. Thanks again for tuning in. Until next time, stay inspired, stay informed, and keep thriving in the chaos. Thank you.